Travis. Backus. And your boy Tony back at it again with another episode of DGEN's Win Championships. The show where we eat, pray, and love. All right. <laughs> I don't, I didn't know that was going to be a weekly thing from now on, but uh, I forgot to come up with something new this week. Real, real emphasis on the eat. Uh, yeah, we big boys here. <laughs> we thick. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So let's get, let's get straight into this. Uh, we got we got kind of a lot to talk about, but first we'll just hit some games from last week. Um, Cardinals, Packers. Um, Two men enter, one man leave, and it was the Packers. Yeah, the so Cardinals we got first. we got a solid meme out of it with Aaron Rodgers laying on the ground there. Yeah, um, and also there was one of <laughs> Kyler Murray too. Basically, the same exact picture. <laughs> but yeah, like I, don't, I like the Cardinals didn't play as good as they have this year. I mean, I never thought they were going to be like the number one team. I think the Rams are still there, but uh, the Packers have really showed that uh, they're still around. Yeah, I think it was just a, a tight game between two teams. I don't really think it says too much about either one of them, other than, like, they're both pretty much as good as I thought they were. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but, like, yeah. I feel like if you run that game back, you know, nine more times, it's a 50-50 split. Probably. Well, you had the yeah. iconic uh, non-catch out of A.J. Green there at the end. Oh, I uh, missed that. that. Uh, ball thrown <laughs> to him doesn't even look at it. Mm. Game winner. Mm. Doesn't happen. Um, yeah, but a, a pretty good game all around. Um, I don't remember exactly if it was in this game or if uh, it was after this game, but the Cardinals are now without J.J. Watt. They um, are after this game. Or it might have been before. I, I, I don't know. None of us know, I guess. But yeah. they're without him. They are now going forward without him, which, you know, he's not the elite pass rush threat that he was. He's, <clears> you know, still he's a piece of the plays. defense, though. Yeah, no, he was a very effective uh, in the run game because they kind of shifted him uh, inside to play defensive tackle. Um, and he was he was very, very effective coming up the middle. So that's going to be a loss. I don't think it's, like, super detrimental. Um, I think they'll still be good. But, you know, you never want to lose a guy like J.J. Watt. And then um, we got a. Uh, let's see what else. Niners, Bears, Justin Fields is trash. Um, yes. <laughs> he did have that one, that one super electric run, uh, but that was pretty much the highlight of the game for him. It's like a twenty, twenty or so yard touchdown. Um, it was a pretty cool play to watch. But other and, um, than that, we're just not a lot. the I, Steelers, Browns. <clears throat> we're uh, we're seeing, we're seeing just a dissolving of a team that was supposed to be good, and of course it's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's a super unfortunate because, I mean, I personally I believe that the Steelers are, like, really, really bad. Um, they're, like, they have enough talent to just figure out how to get through a couple games. Um, like, And their defense is good, so they're not giving up a lot of points, but their offense is bad, Big Ben's terrible, and I don't think their defense is, like, that good. It's just good enough to like kind of keep them in games for a little while, um, but yeah, it's tough. The Browns um, are just not what they should be. I don't know. It seems like a, like they're cursed at this point. Like I don't know. I don't know. I think you run that game back. 
They like the Steelers survived that game. I think this is just one. I don't know. Very very b- bad Browns game. I I'm still kind of a believer, but just like Kansas City a few weeks ago, I'm I'm hitting the panic button a little bit softly on the Browns. Okay, but like you say, the the run it back thing. Um, if you're a team that wants to like claim to be a contender, like they were in the beginning of the season, yeah, uh, you can't have the run it back fifty fifty against the the Steelers, who like Travis said, their their offense is just horrendous. Yeah. And I do agree, you run it back that many times, and yeah, it's probably 50-50, but neither of those teams are good. I don't even think 50-50. I think uh, the Browns win 7 out of seven out of 10 of those games. I don't know. I think basically what it is is <clears throat> the Steelers are uh, somehow playing a little bit better than they should, and the Browns are playing pretty significantly worse than they should be. Oh, <clears throat> I still think that the Steelers' defense, unlike you, is, is still a good defense. Uh, well, I don't think they're bad. I just don't think they're like good enough to carry that offense. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're I mean, not they're, a they're like, definitely legendary not. defense. Yeah, which is what that team would need. They would need a, yeah. a defense that gives up three to seven points a game. Like, and then uh, we got the next one: uh, Eagles Lions. All right, so this was the game that I took the Lions, and I was like, "All right, you guys, like, if there's a game you're going to win this year, it's going to be the Eagles," and they didn't. In fact, they got obliterated, some would say. Um, so the Lions 0-17 watch, uh, they just, I guess... Still very much alive. ...are determined to make history. But, I, like, I don't know. When when you get beat by the Eagles that badly at home, I almost think the 0-17 season is inevitable. Yeah, I mean, looking, looking down their schedule going forward, uh, <clears throat> the easiest games they're going to have are Pittsburgh, Denver, and Atlanta, and I think all three of those teams could very easily beat them. All three of those teams are a lot better than they are, as not good as they are. In fact, all those teams are just normal bad. They're not like, oh my god. Legendary bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, t- it's tough for the Lions. It really is. But It's it's the NFL, so they might they could just fuck around and beat the Packers in the last game of the season just because... I mean, I think if the Packers bench Rodgers because they have, if they like clinch the one seed or they can't clinch the one seed, um, then I think maybe, uh, maybe yeah, they just maybe, sit Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they get like a garbage time of the season win. Yeah, where the Packers are five games up, and you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, at that point, if the Packers aren't gonna, if they don't, if they're not one win out of getting the the number one seed, then what's the point? They're gonna sit. Aaron Rodgers, they're going to sit Aaron Jones, they're going to sit A.J. Dillon probably, they're going to sit Devontae Adams for sure, they're probably going to sit Randall Cobb too because he's old as hell, they're going to sit half their defense, like, and it's going to be, you know, the Lions first string team playing a bunch of second and third stringers, um, and Which, the Lions will probably um, squeak out a win. I do not underestimate the Lions' ability to lose to that anyway. To fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the Lions Zone 17 watches on. Uh, next game I want to talk about. Uh, the game that featured your AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Mike White and the New York Jets, baby! Getting the win over the top of the AFC Bengals. Dude balled out 400 yards. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets for the win. I believe that deserves... Uh... Precisely three slow claps. 
All right. All I'm going to say <laughs> is when we had our uh, fantasy draft, I think I told Backus that the Pats were probably the second best team in the division. And he said, no, no, no. It's the Miami Dolphins. Who the New York Jets are ahead of. <laughs> I was wrong. Oh, well, that was very spirited. Um, <clears throat> you don't get it yeah, too it often. Cool. I, I got to take my chances. It was cool. <clears throat> uh, I think the best the best thing is, um, you know, Jets fans don't even know who the fuck Zach Wilson is anymore after this. Like, oh, they no, are white no. lightning. <laughs> Trade him, send him away, bench him, cut him, I don't care. This is Mike White's team. And the, the worst part is, so, like, actual uh, New Yorker sports section headline in giant letters, White Lightning, Jets stun Bengals. And then underneath that it says, uh, Sala opens the door for QB battle. Because in his post-game press conference, um, the, one of the reporters asked him, when Wilson's healthy, is he going to be the starter? And Sala said, anything is possible. So, um, I want you guys so, to know something right now that you probably don't, but uh, Mike White's jersey and that game ball are currently sitting in Canton, Ohio. That's not true. That is 100% true. He is the second rookie since 1950, or not, he's not a rookie, the second person in his first NFL start to throw for over 400 yards. The first being a no. one Cameron Newton. What? That's true. These are facts. What I'm is, telling you right what now. Is, what is Mike White doing out here? Dude, just laying it down, dude. Let him know that the Jets are not to be messed with. Wild, dude. But anyway, now that I've I've gotten my 15 seconds of fame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, my, favorite, my favorite game of the week. Coming up right now. In your face, throwing it at you. Uh, Colts-Titans. Was the most hilarious shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Carson Wentz, the first quarterback in NFL history to throw two game-losing interceptions in one game. That was on his Wikipedia page for a few seconds. Hear, hear, hear me out, boys. I disagree with this so hard already. I know, but I love it. Because let me ask you this. Back has already heard this, so Tony, let me ask you this. What happens? If Carson Wentz doesn't get that ball out of his hands. The, speaking of the ball he released with his left hand, which was caught by a Titans defender, and then he took one step and it was a pick six. That ball, what happens if he doesn't let go of it? They lose anyway. No, 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 no. They for sure lose. He throws that ball. It's a pick six. Sure, whatever. Now Carson Wentz, the legend that he is, has a minute and 27 seconds to drive the field score a game-tying touchdown and force OT, which is exactly what he did. And then... And then lost it it again. Yeah, and then he fucked it up. All right. But, like, here's what I'm saying, though. Like, as dumb as that shit was, if he didn't do that, the Colts, they lost. They never never had a chance. They they would never have a chance to win. I mean, I I guess, but... See, realistically, uh, that DB should have just caught the ball and fell down. That's what should have happened. Yeah, yeah but you can have a pick no six. Do that. So. Yeah, I mean, his momentum, literally he jumped to catch it, and his momentum just carried him into the end zone. That's how close it was to the goal line, but, like, you know. 
also it's a pick six. He's not stopping. He's he's going. But, he uh, wants that touchdown. Moving on down the line, uh, Carson Wentz is an got, idiot. Uh, Pats and Chargers. Are the Pats contenders or are the Chargers pretenders? Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, nope. Justin Herbert uh, got eaten alive by Bill Belichick's defense. That is, that is a uh, fact. Uh, <laughs> Stephon Gilmore list. Bill Belichick defense. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, that was awful. Um, I mean, he didn't play horribly. Uh, he still had two touchdowns. He had two picks, which uh, really led to it. Uh, we see Mac Jones throwing the ball just literally like eight feet at a time, but it's working, so it's hard Question to criticize mark. it. <laughs> like, quick slants, quick slants, uh, quick slants. Yeah, also um, another thing that we didn't, <laughs> didn't mention in the um, Titans-Colts game, Derrick Henry, uh, D-E-D. Oh, dead. Yeah, dead. He's he's, he's dead. Uh, yeah, that's real unfortunate, uh, specifically for my fantasy team. Uh, also Henry for the for the Titans, me. like no, but mostly for my fantasy team. Uh, yeah, Dude, sure. pick up AP. Honestly, like no, I low picked key... up uh your boy Boston Scott. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so Henry... I have Leonard Fournette ready to take the helm, but he's on a bye this week, so I was desperate. That's why I made the, the, the Damien Harris offer. Oh, yeah. You must think I'm an idiot. I don't think that was that bad of a trade. I think you're highly overvaluing Damien Harris. He's no, it's not that I'm highly overvaluing He's a Damien butt cheek Damien in a trash Harris. can, dude. It's just that what you are giving me for that trade. I offered you Dawson Knox, who in the game he has played has played have been like a tight end three, and he's coming yeah. back this week. And um, Allen Robinson, who, yeah, I'll give you that, has been a trash can this year. Yeah, so... But I, it's not like Damian Harris was his blue-chip fucking star I was trying to get <laughs> off you. My, my thing is, Tony, you, you just don't, don't want to cut Allen Robinson, and you don't want to have him. I think yeah, that's, that's you have, the... You have no idea how frequently I was checking Twitter at the trade deadline. Trying to see if he was getting traded to a better team. I was hoping you would cut him so that I could pick him up. And then I was hoping for the trade deadline thing. Here's the thing is, I'm not going to cut him. I don't think. He's just I don't know why you wouldn't, for the rest of the year Because, like, I can't. Because, mainly because I know someone will pick him up. And I just want to score four points a game for them. I'm dude. happy to take that away from someone else. Yeah. You're dumb. Uh, I know anyway. I am. <laughs> Moving past that, um, another semi-big thing. Don't want to talk about it too much because it's really not that big of a deal and the Jaguars suck. Uh, James Robinson is hurt. That kind of sucks. I think he's a really good player. Um, unfortunate to see him get injured. Uh, and then, a uh, big shocker, um, the the Saints, um, they 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 beat the shit out of the Bucks. They uh, did. The Saints defense just has Tom Brady's number. Uh, they're one of like a few teams in the league where um, they can play really, okay, really tight so man you say coverage. That and like, yeah, Brady had the two picks, uh, but Brady also threw for three hundred seventy-five yards and four touchdowns. Half of Tom Brady's picks since he's been on the Buccaneers have been against the Saints, and he's thrown like sixteen. So it's <laughs> it's a Saints thing. 
the Saints, well, the thing is, like, the Saints have the talent in their secondary to play tight man coverage on the Bucks wide receivers. And Tom Brady likes throwing into soft zones um, or soft spots in zones. Uh, so he just gets picked off sometimes. But it's so, uh, not like a huge deal. It doesn't really mean anything uh, because Jameis Winston tore his ACL. So. But, yeah, so I was just about to say that's the, the bigger story <laughs> coming either. out of this game. And uh, with Taysom Hill already hurt. Tay-Tay. Um, this is Trevor Simeon's team. I know. Uh, we've, we've talked <laughs> the about goat. this in the group chat. But is it Cam Newton time in New Orleans? Absolutely I, not. I do not believe you guys if you think Trevor Simeon is better. No, I. However, I do think that um, Taysom Hill is supposed to come back this week, this coming week, or next week. So I don't think it's really that big of a deal. And Taysom Hill is like not he's very okay. good. He's not very good, but he is good enough that like they can get by against like lesser teams um, with him playing quarterback. Like he's gonna, yes, he's gonna miss wide open throws, but also he's really good at running the football. He runs super hard. Um, you got to gang tackle the guy. He's I, I, gritty. What I don't I'm think the Saints are very good. And it came out this week that Michael Thomas, he's he's out for even longer. At this point, I don't know if he's ever coming back, and he's definitely not coming back at the level we ever saw him before. This is a real tragedy. Um. Well, that's pretty much it for that game. Uh, it was cool to see the Saints win. Uh, next thing, uh, the Vikings suck. That's all we need to say. Cooper Rush is a dog, uh, dude. Yeah. Uh, my one of my buddies uh, is like a diehard Vikings fan. He's from uh, Shakopee, Minnesota. Shout out Shakopee. I don't know where that is, but it's a place. I live in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah, he sent me all these memes. Uh, it was like Cooper Rush looks like. Um, the guy that was cast to play Andy Dalton in a movie about Andy Dalton's life. Dude, you know what's funny is I was just about to bring up that meme as you mentioned Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah, and then I just, and it's I just so fired true. back. Like, I fired back with a meme, and I was like, Cooper Rush looks like a QB2 that beat the Minnesota Vikings. And then also, just uh, dropped out of that chat. I was speaking like, of, uh, of just like stupid memes I saw on Twitter, um, Cooper Cup's new nickname. sucks. I don't know when they play us, but I know they do. Um, the 21st. Of At November. this point, you don't need to be worried. Okay. Maybe. So we if, got if two I'm the Chiefs, I want to sweep the NFC East. Dak's been hurt for for two and a half weeks. 
It's a calf strain. Usually takes about four weeks, so four and a half weeks. He should be healthy for the Chiefs game. Well, they're saying he's come. He might come back. He's practicing. Who needs Dak when you have Cooper Rush? That's what I I'm don't saying. want him to come back, dude. Because <laughs> what happened to Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant had a calf strain. What do calf strains turn into? Achilles tears. If they get re-injured, so I don't want Dak to come back at all. Yeah, but that that was actually the biggest storyline out of that game. Basically, is that Dak um did not play, and the the rest of the Cowboys found a way to win without him, uh, uh, which was pretty cool, I guess. But uh, moving out of last week and into this week, before we even get to the games, uh, we oh, have do you, a lot do you more. guys want to talk about your picks? Or do you do you guys not want to talk about your picks? I, I, we'll I talk was about planning it on hitting that at, at the, the end. end of the, yeah, yeah, at okay, the end of the right, segment. Right. So uh, moving into this week, it starts off with a very uh, unfortunate and sad story out of Las Vegas, uh, where Wa- Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs uh, intoxicated at 156 miles an hour struck and killed somebody in their car uh, along with their dog. Uh, Henry Ruggs has since been released from the Raiders and is facing very serious charges there in Nevada. Um, I don't think he's ever going to play again. Uh, He made a very reckless and stupid decision. And um, all the punishment that's coming towards him, he he does deserve. Yeah, 100%. Also, I would just like to say um, her name was Tina Tinter. So, you know... uh, I guess God I guess, bless yeah, her family. Put, put her name uh, in it too. Rest in peace. Yeah, um, I agree completely. Uh, Henry Ruggs is going to be facing a a massive amount of uh, repercussions for this, and he should. You know, Very there was one so. thing originally when it was like he got drunk, drove his car, there was an accident, um, someone passed away. But it, you know, in that sense, it's it's kind of like okay, he did a really stupid thing, and it's very unfortunate that that's how it ended. Uh, but now it's like you did one stupid thing, uh, put an exponent of 10 on it, uh, and then someone died, and now it's like, okay, dude, there's no, there's no like, damn, sorry that went that way. Now it's like, okay, this is 100% your fault. It's, it's very uh, likely he is going to end up in prison for 10-plus years. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're not attorneys, so I don't know exactly what the law says. But, no, yeah, this probably... Just, I get 90% of my information from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm being but, honest. Uh, um, it's pretty tough stuff. It's, uh, but the Raiders have gone through a lot of a lot of turmoil in the past couple weeks. So, there, there's something I want to bring up regarding the, uh, the Raiders. Um, so, Josh Jacobs, on back in January, also got arrested for a DUI. Where he crashed his car. Uh, luckily, charges weren't filed against him, and no one was injured. Um, I shouldn't really say luckily about the charges thing, but luckily, no one was injured because um, his blood alcohol content was below the legal limit. Uh, but yeah, with, I I will say that at least in his case, yeah. right? Like you said, luckily, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it was kind of dumb for him to drive, but at the same yeah. time, like legally, he didn't do anything wrong. He just crashed his car. Um, and no one was hurt, well, probably also, except for him. But also, the point I want to bring up: uh, luckily, with uh, their defensive end Max Crosby and Darren Waller uh, seeking help, uh, and they are they admitted they're alcoholics and going to rehab. Do the Raiders have a a problem with uh, drinking? Like, 
Well, so uh, I think this comes down to a lot of the questions that came with the team moving to Las Vegas. Right. You know, you're giving these uh, kids who might have grown up with not a whole lot and now have everything in the world and you're placing them in the biggest party city in America. Are they always going to make the best decisions? Of course not. But, like, I this isn't defending Ruggs in any way because he made stupid decision upon stupid decision. And obviously, not everybody on the Raiders is doing this. This isn't yeah. everybody in Las Vegas. They're not the only sports team in Las Vegas. But Yeah, I will say um, to that point about them not being the only sports team, it's like the Golden Knights haven't had anything like this happen as far as I know. But they also, in their expansion draft, they, they drafted with sort of a, a win-as-soon-as-we-can mentality, and they have a bunch of veteran players on that roster. Um, guys that probably have their head screwed on a lot straighter. So they haven't really had these kind of problems. But, you know, in in football and just, you know, every year you get a 21-year-old kid and you're, he moves to Vegas. You know, you get a few, you know, probably six or seven 21, 22-year-old kids that can just now legally drink and you put them in, in literally Sin City. Like, that's what it's called. Um, it's not a good recipe, but uh, continue, Tony. No, but uh, that, that was pretty much all I had with that. Like, you're just kind of not setting yourself up in the greatest place. And, yeah, you could say this about pretty much every major city. Like, there's places to party, but they're not all, like you said, Sin City. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's good for the fans to roll out and vacation to see a game. But, I mean, th- this is a league-wide level. you got to recognize that these are uh, – they are really kids. Like you said, a 21-year-old kid. Give them millions of dollars. They, they don't always make the best decisions, and sometimes this is where it leads. Yeah, and, um, yeah, like, like what you were saying about, like, other, you can party in pretty much any city, um, but, like, I don't know, Vegas is just kind of a different level, you know, it's like, their number one export is hungover tourists, like, that's what comes out of Vegas, um, so I don't know, it's just a... It's not a good place for uh, kids who just became super, super wealthy. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a bad situation all around, especially for uh, the victim and her family. Um, the Raiders as a team. You know, I, I hope they find a way to roll past this. I hope Ruggs, um, even if he's sorry or whatever, he faces the consequences of his actions. Yeah, I hope. I think one um, really cool thing. I don't know how likely it is to happen, but um, I think it'd be really cool for the the Raiders to reach out to the the Tenter family and and kind of you know help them through all this. Maybe you know donate or whatever, cover um, any kind of cost they have going forward. I think that'd be something really cool to see. I don't know how likely it is to happen, but um, I mean that the I believe they're the Harris family is the family that owns the Raiders. I mean, they're they're super rich at this point. It's the uh, the Davis family. Davis, Al Davis. That's right. Mark um, Davis. Al Davis is dead. No, I'm saying um, he was yeah, yeah, like yeah. the OG. Um, yeah, so the, I think it'd be cool to see the Davis family do something like that. Don't know if they're going to, but it would be pretty neat. Yeah, um, unfortunate situations there. Um, but uh, I guess at that point we'll leave that what it is for now until we learn more news. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll move into next week. Yeah, hopefully, uh, more. 
uh, slightly less somber things to say about that going forward. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> so upcoming week, what are you guys? What are you guys looking at? What do you want to talk about? So I don't know. Off the bat, I'm not seeing a whole lot. Browns Bengals could be a good matchup. Um, definitely seeing the Raiders come off of the turmoil they've had off the field, not so much on the field because they've actually been succeeding on the field. Yep. Uh, got a couple trash bowls. Uh, Jets, a, Colts, Texans, Dolphins. Trash bowl there. Texas Dolphins. Um, as bad as I think the Dolphins are, um, they're not Texans bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the other one you said? Jets, Colts. Jets, you know, Colts. I don't think that's as much of a trash bowl. No, I'm excited. I'm honestly, I'm kind of excited to see how Mike White does against um, the Colts because they definitely have a, a better defense yeah. than the Bengals. We got to see if yeah. White Lightning strikes twice, dude. I, I don't know how you feel about it, Tony, as a resident <laughs> Jets fan. But uh, if Mike White goes two and zero as the starter, who the fuck is Zach Wilson? Like he's <laughs> he is the backup. Yeah, <laughs> he's the like, number like two overall draft pick. If if Mike White leads this team to a win over the Colts, Zach Wilson uh, has claimed the bench. Yeah, and really, the unfortunate thing is like Mike White. Just like nobody knew who he was before Sunday, and he is like one, you know, three interception like super bad performance loss away from. Zach Wilson getting another chance. And Zach Wilson, because they drafted him number two overall, is going to get more chances than one person could count on their fingers or their toes uh, to prove himself as an NFL-level quarterback. Um, because that's what, really, that's what the Jets wanted to see out of Zach Wilson. Well, even um, it's like if there was someone there ahead of him before Mike White showed up, it wouldn't have been as controversial. Like, you know, in San Francisco, you got Trey Lance, and he's sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's okay, let him develop, let him do this. And then the Jets, it's let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, like the, the Jets organization and the fans just kind of like, they just want something, you know? Like, they just give us something to, like, to bring happiness to this team. Um, and Mike White, if he's the guy that does that, and he does, like, okay this season, like, what do you do with Zach Wilson in the offseason? Do you keep, like, playing you around? You keep it. You keep it. 100%. He's on your team for three years. Unless you get, like, the number one overall draft pick, which seems unlikely with the Lions, and there's just someone who pops up and you're like, that's the guy. Like, you know, Arizona, when they ditched Josh Rosen for Kyler Murray, uh, Zach Wilson on the bench. I I don't think there's anyone at, like, at the quarterback level this year that's going to be like that. I think the Jets just continue to try to build up a team around Jet. Uh, Zach Wilson, this draft. And it's okay to build it. Yeah. He doesn't need to roll out right away. Aaron Rodgers didn't start until, like, his fourth year. I mean, do you guys see, like, a, any potential for, like, a, uh, a a big money move by the, the Buccaneers? No. Not if uh, the Jets have any sense about him. I think they drafted Wilson at number two. He's their guy. Even if he's, they decide... Maybe you're not the guy right now. Their long-term game plan is still, no matter what, Zach Wilson's the guy. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, you know, I would like to see Zach Wilson succeed because nobody likes seeing a draft bust. Um, yeah. Same thing for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I just wish that any team besides the Jets had taken him. And honestly, I don't know. I mean, there's I feel like there's guys out there, you know, sitting behind other quarterbacks that are older, like veteran guys. Um, like, they, I, you know, people were saying that they, like, brought in Mike White to maybe, like, kind of mentor Zach Wilson a little bit. But, like, dude's, like, in his, what, like, second or third year? He's maybe? in his uh, fourth year currently. And actually, uh, what a lot of people were saying was the problem with Zach Wilson is there is nobody to mentor him. In fact, the Jets actually made an offer at Brian Hoyer in the offseason. Yeah. The Pats, oh, that's what they, the Pats they, ended up upending. Yeah, um, that's see, that's what I was thinking. And then the like, Jets, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, they just recently traded to get Joe Flacco back. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, uh, which yeah. seems like a smart move. They have Joe Flacco uh, mentor Zach Wilson. As long as Mike White is doing good, hopefully we see a better Zach Wilson in year two. Yeah, With a better I, team around him too. I don't know if Joe Flacco is the guy that I had in mind, but I, you know, like you're. Like Case Keenum is sitting behind Baker in, in Cleveland. Well, like he's a, I don't know. You, you look at Joe Flacco, and maybe he's not like you know the best quarterback, but he has so much experience. Yeah, in this league. that's that's he has yeah, experience with victory in this league. I I think he is a really good guy to come in and mentor the young quarterback. Also, yeah, uh, I don't I know if they traded away for him, but I think maybe Joe Flacco's the best bang for your buck. Uh, he was. He, they got. They spent like nothing on him. I can't remember exactly what it was, yeah. but I think it was like legitimately like a fifth, sixth, or seventh round draft pick. Like it wasn't much. Yeah. Also, he was he was there last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he was. He, well, he by. was there when he was around last year. Um, yeah. Was it last year? Yeah, oh it was, yeah, because last year Darnold was still. Darnold there, went right? down uh, for yeah. a yeah. while, and then Flacco was in, and the the Flack attack took over. Uh, moving yeah. on to our next game. Uh, let's see. I don't see too much interesting. Uh, Packers Chiefs. Uh, Rogers. Big story coming out today. Has COVID. Not only yep. has COVID, which uh, but uh, kind of lied about his vaccine status. So I I was just trying to look this up because uh, I I got a report that he lied about it too, but I can't find anything like actually substantiating that. Okay. It kind of seemed right. like some, some vague I'll, I'll talk you, on his part. A quote. And uh, if you're just someone who doesn't know otherwise, you're going to take this quote and be like, okay, he's vaccinated. When asked if he was vaccinated, Aaron Rodgers replied with, I am immunized. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that I That implies too. I am vaccinated. Right. Uh, it, it's a very... Not. And, you know, it's, it's whatever. Like... There's a lot of players who don't. I don't necessarily agree with players who don't, but they're going to do their thing. But right. at least stick by it. At least be like Kirk Cousins, like Cole Beasley, where they're like, nah, fuck that shit. Don't, like, insinuate you are and then get COVID. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of would like to avoid the whole vaccine talk because that's a... It's unfortunately stupid reason. Political. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's some like super said, like, politically charged argument. I don't care about it that much, but Yeah. I, I mean the the bigger story is that like the way he lied about it than him not having it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, and on top of that, uh they do play the Chiefs this week. 
who could possibly. And yeah, that that is another thing, um, uh, which would be unfortunate. In fact, without Aaron Rodgers, uh, I don't think Jordan Love's the guy. I don't. Uh, I never thought Jordan Love was the guy. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers has been talking about moving on for the Packers for a while now, uh, and it seems like you know they have kind of committed to Jordan Love being the next guy. So I'm excited to see what he does you with know, this team around him. Yeah, I mean, really, I guess where I'm coming from is uh, I like Aaron Rodgers as a dude. Yeah, I think he's a really, really good quarterback. Um, and I don't give a shit about the Packers after Aaron Rodgers leaves. Like, yeah. he's I gone, mean, he's gone. Yeah, they're not going to be – they're, they're going to fade into irrelevancy. They're yeah. going to be that team in the smallest market in the league that doesn't do anything. Honestly, I, I hope for um, – exactly what I think is going to happen to happen in that uh, they can't do much if anything without him um, and they're going to realize that maybe they should have tried at least a little bit to keep him happy and keep him in Green Bay uh, for his whole career I think uh, it's yeah. too late I, yeah no no I'm saying with talent next year no I, I'm just saying like in hindsight, I feel like that's how the Green Bay organization is going to look at it. Be like, man, maybe at some point when he asked for something, um, we could have, you know, given it to him or at least thrown him a bone every now and then. I I don't even, like, hindsight, like, I don't understand how that's not what they're looking at it right now. Aaron Rodgers is, like, one of the – he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, uh, you know, maybe ever. Uh, why not keep him? Like, give him what he wants. Uh, I don't. I, no one. No knows. one has the answer to this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just like everyone else. Baffles science to this day. With this, except yeah. for people that want Aaron Rodgers to come to their team. Yeah, like it's just so dumb. Uh, like Aaron Rodgers on the Saints, they're going somewhere. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers on the Titans. They're going well, I don't far. Know. So, like, you kind of like, look at it, know? and uh, we saw pretty much the same exact thing happen with Brady. The only difference was that Brady was less vocal about it, and the Pats still won. Yeah. But, like, this dude rolled around, like, really just making names out of nobody, with the exception of Gronk and Moss, and still just was able to win. The difference is Rodgers hasn't been able to win in these situations, and he's getting frustrated. He's getting frustrated a lot more loudly. It's, it's essentially the same exact situation as Brady, where he got frustrated, he just didn't say it out loud, and then he left. Yeah, and honestly, like, the the biggest part of it, I think, really was, like, the Belichick element in New England. And, like, if you look at the, the times, or I guess the time, uh, that Rodgers won a Super Bowl, their defense was full of studs. Um, and it didn't require, like, a defense of, like, pretty good players plus Bill Belichick's coaching to make it a great defense. It was just they had a bunch of studs on defense who just made plays. Like, that was it. Well, yeah, New and England's success it. recipe was Bill Belichick is through and through just a defensive coordinator and Tom yeah. Brady uh, just is an offensive that. coordinator. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, Josh McDaniels is a really good offensive coordinator, but... Brady just didn't have to care, or not Brady, uh, Belichick didn't have to care about the offense that much. Because, you know, he's the GM yeah. in New England. Because Brady just would win despite it. And then, yeah. 
You know, and the think, namesake of our really, show, like, really, at the end of the day, like, defense wins championships. Yeah, that's true. And I think, really, um, going back to Rodgers for just a second, a big testament to Aaron Rodgers um, and how good he is is the fact that Randall Cobb left Green Bay and did not retire. Uh, he was still in the NFL somewhere, and then now he's back in Green Bay, and he's making noise again at, like, 30-something years old. Right. Like, he, he was disappeared. Down yeah, he disappeared for years. He was in Dallas for a year. Like, he was just gone. No one gave a shit about Randall Cobb. And then he comes back, and now he's like, you know, he's like a Cole Beasley-type guy for Aaron Rodgers. Like, when he needs a third down or he needs a, you know, they're in the red zone. He's looking at, looking his way because he's going to run a super sharp route and find some space in the zone. And Rodgers just knows he is, so he's going to hit him. Yeah, and I think we uh, talked about this a few weeks ago, but, like, that, uh, that quarterback-receiver relationship is really important. And that's why, you know, part of, I think, the reason Rodgers came back was Green Bay was like, okay, what if we bring Randall back? Yeah, that would, to this day, that's like the one thing that they've, that's the one bone they've thrown them. Like, um, but yeah. But uh, yeah, we spent a significant amount of time on that. Uh, yeah, we had a lot to talk about, so you guys want to roll into some, some picks? Yeah, I'll roll into picks because there's not a whole lot going on with the rest. I don't believe in the Titans without Derrick Henry and whatever else. Correct. Uh, Bacchus, the the keeper of records. All right. If you would like this, is gonna be a rough and we're gonna be a real bad one. Uh, all right. So both of you went four and eleven last week. Oh, Yee. baby. Yee. Bringing Tony to fifteen and twenty two, and Travis to thirteen and twenty four. Oh. Uh, I went eight and seven, and I'm sitting at a pretty comfortable twenty and seventeen right now. All right. All right. We'll see how things look next week. Yeah, whatever, dude. All right, let's get into this lightning round. All right, first up, we got Thursday night football, Jets-Colts. Uh, it hurts me, but uh, i got to go with the Colts. Uh, yeah, Colts. <laughs> I know, right? I'm taking, I'm taking a flyer, dude. I'm taking the Jets. No, dude, I did this too Mike, much last week. Mike. That's why we did that. That's why I this went is, this, is, this is my one flyer, dude. That's the only <laughs> one I'm taking. All right, uh, Browns, Bengals. If the Bengals didn't lose to the Jets last week, I would have taken the Browns, but I'm going to take Cincy. I think the Browns, the Browns just find it. That's, I'm taking Browns. Um, I'm taking Cincy. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with the Browns, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna find it this week. All right, so this one tough one. Um, Broncos Cowboys. I don't think this is tough. The Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think it's tough either. I'm taking Cowboys <laughs> with or without Dak. That's what I was saying, but I'm going to take the Cowboys, but. I don't know. Without Dak, it literally anything's possible. Um, as we saw, <laughs> they could win, but they could very easily lose. Uh, Texans, Dolphins. Uh, so I said this earlier. Uh, the Dolphins are bad. They are not Texans bad, especially at home. Uh, Dolphins. Well, I agree with Tony. Uh, I'm also going to take the Dolphins. Uh, Falcons and the Saints, potentially led by Trevor Simeon. That's a tough one. <laughs> and I'm going to take the Falcons. 
yeah, I'm going to ride with the devil, you know. Uh, it's Matt Ryan. I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons. Uh, Raiders, Giants. Uh, Derek Carr, sleeper MVP right now. I'm going to ride with him still with the Raiders. God damn. <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders, too. It was a boiling hot take. Uh, <laughs> Raiders also. Uh, Pat Panthers. Uh, I like what I see out of the Pats recently. I'm going to take the Pats. Uh, Pats are 3-0 and so far. Away, I'm taking the Pats. Yeah, I'm taking the Pats too. You guys need to stop stealing my picks. Uh, Bills, Jags? No, Bills. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bills. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's you know. the Jags just fuck this up. That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh. Like the Jags are probably going to win this game. Uh, but <laughs> Bills. <laughs> uh, Vikings, Ravens. Ravens. No way. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Vikings. I don't, I don't know why. I just feel it. I'm taking the Ravens at home. <laughs> uh, Chargers, Eagles. This is do or die. Are the Chargers good? So I'm I gotta ride with the Chargers. Yeah, Jalen Hurts can't do it alone against the Chargers. I agree completely with the do or die thing, um, and I think the Chargers are gonna do. Oh, the seven and fucking one Green Bay Packers against the Chiefs. Okay, uh, the seven and one without Aaron Rodgers Packers. Um, I know, dude, but still seven. But also, you know, they're, they're going up against the the Weenie Hut Junior Chiefs. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a bad game, but I'm going to give it to the Chiefs. Yeah, this is the this is the get right game for Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. No, dude, it's the get wrong game. I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> All right, dude, riding with Jordan Love. Uh, Niners cards. Cards. Uh, I think the cards bounce back. Yeah, uh, somehow San Francisco is favored, but for sure the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, and then super, su- should be super easy. Rams. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Titans, <laughs> Titans, Rams. Uh, no Derrick Henry, no chance. Return of fucking Dolphins, Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we all in on the Rams? Yeah, we're all in on the Rams, but I just want to say this before we move on to the next game. Ryan Tannehill, gritty. All right. Uh, oh my God. Bears, Ryan Tannehill, grimish, dude. The purple <laughs> McDonald's man. Bears, Stillers. I'm going to do it again, and I know I shouldn't. I, I but know geez. I shouldn't, but I'm going to take the Bears. But cheeks. Like, is this is the part where you make a pick. The Steelers defense is just gonna is gonna find a way uh, to keep them in this game, despite Ben Roethlisberger playing like dog shit. So Steelers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um. Um. Damn, it really sucks because like, so the Steelers are favored by six and a half points. The Bears are going to cover that spread. Uh, they are going to cover plus six and a half. However, I still think they lose, so I'm going to take the Steelers. 
but I will say it right now, live, uh, ish, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Bears are going to lose by less than six and a half points. Yeah, I'll take that. Out of Travis, but with picks out of the way. Also, another, another, another gambling thing. (laughs) Another gambling thing, real quick. Hammer that Rams minus seven and a half because they're blowing the Titans. Oh yeah, out. no, that's not even. <laughs> Hammer that Buffalo minus close. fourteen and a half against the Jags. You're only giving Buffalo fourteen and a half. They're going to score ninety. In fact, prop bet uh, Ryan Tannehill at least two picks. At least. <laughs> prop if you're feeling bet, brave. Go three. Ryan Tannehill under two hundred fifty yards. Prop bet Matthew Stafford plus two two seventy five plus. Easy, Those are all easy, locks. all day. Padlock emoji left, right, uh-huh. and center. Anyway, uh, uh, with that, we'll roll into halftime where uh, Bacchus is going to be singing Heat of the Moment by Asia. Ooh. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear my singing voice. Hit it. Hit it, dude. Hit it. I also don't know that song. Dude, come on. Do you remember when we used to dance? And it's in a rose from a circumstance. One thing led to another. We were young. And we would scream together songs unsung. It was the heat of the moment. <laughs> Telling me what you're a hot man. I'm going to take these headphones out. I can't deal with you singing in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's too central. That, that MTV show uh, when they had uh, it was just your mom jokes. Yo, mama. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, that was the prime time of fucking MTV. Dude. Like all the boomers want to say, like, oh, it was when it showed music videos. Like, no, it was when it was Yo, mama and uh, sh- the Andy Milanakis yeah. show. Andy Milanakis, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think Travis is too young for that. I wasn't allowed to watch MTV when I was a kid. You couldn't watch watch Andy Milanakis, dude? Huh? You couldn't watch Andy Milanakis, the dude who's literally 40 and looks like he's 12? No, dude. The The closest I ever got was <clears throat> I would watch uh, The Bad Girls Club on VH1, <laughs> and it would tickle my nether regions, and oh I didn't know why because I was only like 10. All right, dude. What, what about... Uh, what about... But they were bad girls. Dude, I will say that. Did you ever get to watch uh, G Four and Mansers? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched G Four and yeah, Mansers, dude. but Mansers was when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Dude, Mansers was a shit when I was like in middle school. I remember, like, did it, didn't we bring it up a couple of years ago? Yeah. Like you and I watched. Yeah, a couple dude. Episodes. We, we watched like two episodes, and then we were like, "This is the worst show <laughs> yeah, on dude, television." It's just ever. like explosions and sharks and like tits. <laughs> it's like explosion tits sharks how do you survive a shark attack using fake tits yeah, and like- <laughs> find out this week on mancers and that's like the literal narration and we're back all right so we're looking at uh college football now uh we got some big news uh the college football playoff released their rankings. Uh, and the people deciding this, uh, we, we've known this for a few years now, but this is definitely the biggest year we've seen it. You are being punished if you are not a Power 5 conference. 
definitely. Yeah, um, it's ridiculous. Like the fact that one that since he's not even number five, uh, but on top of that, Oregon and Ohio State are four and five. Um, so, I just think it, I think it's stupid. I think since he's going to go twelve and zero and finish at number five. Okay, but, so um, a lot I, of the I, have, outrage, I have a theory on Cincinnati and specifically Oklahoma in their in their rankings. Uh, they both struggled to beat Tulane. Cool. So I okay, I, okay. Um, Tulane. I'm gonna just very... uh, like Tulane, whatever. Um, so Oregon. It's definitely controversial. I think they'll fall out at some point. They're going to lose to someone. And something I thought was okay when I was watching the show and Alabama got ranked at number two, and then I realized is where it is rigged the most, is they are setting up for an Alabama to play Georgia in an SEC championship game. That means nothing. Right. In fact, it it almost is more beneficial to Georgia to lose that game. Than it is to win, right? So this is going to shock you, Tony. I completely agree with you. Uh, and even as an Alabama fan, and I want to see Alabama in the playoff, it's upsetting as a fan of college football that that is what the committee is basically doing. I also think they're kind of doing it with the Big Ten to kind of just ensure that someone from the Big Ten is going to make it in. Uh, if Ohio State and Michigan State went out there at the round robin. If one of those two teams wins out this round robin that's playing out over the next month uh, in the Big Ten, like, so what? What are you? What are you guys saying exactly? I'm saying so right now at Georgia at number one and Alabama at number two. Considering they both went out, which they probably right. will, and they play each other in the SEC championship at one and two, they still make the playoffs. So the SEC championship doesn't mean anything. Right. That that's okay. what that's what me and Tony are saying. Okay, so you're saying the loser goes to four and it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it has to be. A I think close maybe loss for Alabama. For I think maybe it's a close game. Bama wins. Georgia goes to three, and Bama goes to one. So we don't immediately get the run it back game. Either way, the they're round. just they're just setting it up to where both those teams are. Yeah. No yeah, matter what. And also, they they stacked it so that basically. Uh, and this this almost 100% will happen if uh, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State all lose. Michigan is leapfrogging them uh, and getting a spot in the playoff. Right. Is is leapfrogging Cincy and, and getting a spot in the playoff. And I think – so I don't think Ohio State's going to lose. I think Ohio State's going to finish out. So what I guess what I'm saying is Michigan – Oregon probably going to lose, um, and if they do, they're out, and then that will open up a spot for Michigan to then leapfrog everyone uh, and end up number four. Okay, so honestly, when we're going to talk about Oregon, I think Oregon has one opportunity to lose, and it is this week against Washington. If Oregon does not lose this game against Washington, they win out, they're Pac-12 championships, or champions, they're in the championship. Um, and then you got a Cincinnati looking from the outside in who's undefeated. Uh, we see UCF all over again, who's arguing, Hey, we're undefeated. We need to be in this. No, it's not even UCF, dude. I don't think that UCF team was half of what Cincinnati is. I think Cincinnati's actually a good team. Yeah. And I think they're just, 
getting uh they're just getting shafted basically. I I don't know if you like with some time to think about it. I don't know if you put them in the top four, but I feel like they are very close. I think if like there's a four and a half spot, that's where you would put Cincinnati. I well, so my main problem was so to give them a chance. Is there is effectively there's no way for them to play their way in. Yeah. Uh, Also, um, you said that. They like survived Tulane or whatever. They beat Tulane thirty-one to twelve. Right, so, so what you're talking about there. For but. the these, the first half looked really bad, which is which is kind of my point. Uh, I was I watched a little bit of the show when they when the committee brought in their their fucking person to talk uh, and like explain their way out of this. Uh, I I forget her name, but like that's kind of the point she was making, and kind of the point like Kirk Herbstreit. Uh, and a couple other people were, ma- were making about that two-lane game. Uh, Oklahoma struggled with them for the entire game. Uh, and I think that, like, greatly affected, like, a a Oklahoma team that hasn't lost is ranked at eight. Uh, I don't think they were a top four team to begin with, and I'll stand by that until they are. Uh, so I think they're about where they should be. But the fact that even though it only they they only really struggled with like on this second quarter when it was like fourteen and twelve and some, and Tulane scored uh, a safety and ten points on them, like that's that's I think that is being overly counted in these Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, but as is far it as Cincinnati it, and Oklahoma's rankings? I don't agree with it. Is it impossible that Oklahoma and Cincinnati are good teams and Tulane is also just not that bad of a team? Like, I mean, is that impossible? Tulane's no. like one in seven. Okay, so I don't think and it's like, impossible that Tulane might not be a horrible team. I do think it's impossible that if you can't beat them conventionally, that you are in contention for a national championship. Okay, yeah, Oklahoma beat them by one score, and they're number eight somehow, yeah. while Cincinnati let them score points in one of the four quarters. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like rapid-fire points all of a sudden, and then they stopped scoring. They, they made adjustments at halftime, and that was it. Tulane right. didn't score. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I not, just, I'm not agreeing with that logic. It's just I think that is what the logic is. Yeah, I just Part. I just hate what they're doing to Cincinnati, and I yeah. hate that it just doesn't matter even though, um, you know, Cincinnati has a win over the number 10 team in the country. And I, Ohio State has beaten no teams that are still ranked. So they, uh, the only team they've beaten that is still ranked is uh, I'm sorry. The only team they've played that is still ranked is Oregon. Every other win they have is against unranked teams. Okay, so what I'm going to say right now is Oregon goes undefeated the rest of the year. They're getting that's just a fact based on where we are right now. Uh, Correct. The best case for Cincinnati is that uh, Notre Dame wins the rest of their games, and they look really impressive. So that win over them looks even sweeter. And then Alabama has to lose a couple more games because I don't know if Cincy edges out um, Oregon State or uh, Ohio State as a one-loss Big Ten champion. No, they, they won't, and that's the thing. Is like The only way that Cincinnati is even remotely in the conversation at the end of the year is if Michigan is 
So Oregon has to lose, and Michigan State has to beat Ohio State. And then they, by default, would be number four. Uh, and then I think, you know, Bama or if, if Georgia loses, I think they'll probably end up being number three. If Bama loses, they'll probably end up being number four. Um, and then Cincy would just kind of by default move up to three, and then we would see Michigan State, Cincy in the first round of the playoffs. Um but that's the only way. Like, Cincinnati cannot control their own destiny. They just have to cheer for who is playing Oregon and who is playing Ohio State. Exactly. Well, I guess Michigan State, essentially. And I also think that if Michigan uh, beats Ohio State, if Michigan doesn't lose between now and then, Ohio State beats Michigan State, and then Ohio State and Michigan play that last week of the season, and Michigan wins, I think Michigan leapfrogs every team between them and number four and is number four. I also agree with that 100%. Based on the way that their uh, so, these college football playoff rankings are going, they've effectively set it up so that there is, I don't know, an eight percent chance that Cincinnati makes it, and like a, the rest of the eighty percent is one of those other teams. So I, I don't know. It's just it's lame. It really is. Is the I mean, way but like it. okay. In all honesty, so like Cincinnati probably yes better than Oregon. But do you really think they are better than Alabama or Michigan State or Georgia? No, but if there's ever been a group of five team that deserves a chance in the playoff, I think it's the Cincinnati team. I agree. I don't think it was that UCF team. I don't put any stock in them being good. Um, I was just drawing parallels towards No, I agree. I know. I, I agree. I just, you know, like... Cincinnati did the best they could to make the strongest case, um, and it just hasn't worked out the way they wanted it to. Like I, I don't think that SMU deserves to be outside the top twenty-five. Um, they are now, but I don't think that they deserve that. Um, so that would be another game on Cincinnati's schedule that would kind of help them. But now because um, SMU lost last week, Cincinnati uh, is heavily relying on the fact that Notre Dame does season yeah Notre Dame has to finish top 10 um only in the selection committee's eyes but Notre Dame would have to finish top 10 like eight or nine in order for that win to even for some reason at all seem legitimate even though um the two teams that are ranked ahead of them Oregon and Ohio State uh Oregon beat Ohio State, but they beat Ohio State early in the season when they were decidedly a different team. Um, of course, I say that having not seen them play a real team, and that's including Penn State because I don't think Penn State's very good. But I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, what we're seeing now is if you want to make the playoffs, you got to be in a Power 5 conference. Granted, Cincy is moving in that direction, and they're going to be joining the Big 12. Um, for right now, like it's, it's Big 5 or nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'll get over it. I'm uh, just not happy about it. If, if I can make a call back to uh, before we started arguing last week, uh, <laughs> when, I told you I, when I told you I changed my mind about the expansion of the playoffs, like I started to realize, you know, we're, we're seeing it now with uh, some of the the group of five conferences and smaller conferences talking about either moving teams to these Power Five schools or, like, you know, schools trying to move to Power Five conferences or combining conferences to try to make – uh, the group of five may be a little bit tougher uh, to try to work it out. It's it's just not good for the sport, uh, the the current model. It's like leeching good teams from uh, these other conferences, and it's just it's 
not making it real fun to watch. Yeah, and okay, and uh, for the sake of uh, not getting into an unnecessary debate, uh, my next statements are not allowed to be countered. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at a 12-team playoff in which we see the Big Five conference winners in. Right. And then the next are at-large teams. And uh, that, that that's it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, the top four seeds, you know, getting a bye in that, in that first round. I don't know how you pick that. How you pick those top four teams? Uh, I, I there, there's always going to be con, like conjecture. I I think I don't know. Keep the keep the playoff. Remove the playoff committee. That's, that's so. My, I say uh, go back to drop. BCS. You drop a week zero or week one, where Alabama's playing Charleston Southern, and then uh, you just have the the twelve team playoff. I don't know. I think there's I I think the twelve team playoff is a good thing. I lean more towards like maybe an eight team playoff. Um but I don't think it should be So well, I, um, I'm not gonna counter your points, but so, I'm just saying I think keeping it the way it is now, but just changing it from four to twelve is perfectly fine and, and I think that yeah, would work out pretty and, well. An eight team is good. The only reason I'm for a twelve team is uh rewarding those top teams. Yeah. And giving them a bye. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot of shakeups. Um, yeah, no, uh, definitely uh, and, a and controversial really, week in college football. Yeah, the, the disappointing thing is that there's shakeups based off of, um, I don't know, what's going to get TV ratings, not based off of really what happened last week. Right. Um, and, Michigan State being number three, yeah, honestly, pretty okay with that. Yeah, I am too. Like honestly, the top three, I don't have a whole lot of like controversy with outside yeah. of that inconsequential SEC championship. Yeah, it really like, I don't know. I just four, five, and six, stupid. I think right now, um, like if you want to bump them out later, yeah, but at least just like. I don't know. I guess bumping them out now kind of, kind of saves the playoff committee's asses in the long run. They're like, well, they were never in the playoff uh, as soon as we started having our say. So you can't get mad at us for letting somebody bump them out. Right? But uh, 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 just to be the person who's playing devil's advocate, I like their rankings in the fact that they said Oklahoma has had very unconvincing wins, and we're going to put them in number. I, I do agree with that, and I think a lot of people that aren't Oklahoma fans agree with that too. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. I would say probably throw them at 9 or 10, but you know, lower half of the top 10 is probably where they belong just because they're in a Power 5 conference and they're 8-0 or 9-0 whatever it is. Um but yeah. So as far as last week goes though, uh I guess probably the the highest profile game of the week would be uh your boy Travis's upset, Michigan State, uh, putting one in the right hand column for oh, Michigan. And boy, was that a game to watch! Oh, it was. It, it was, was, like, so that was good such game. a good one. Absolutely, that that thing went uh, down to the last I minute. Um, I don't, I don't know the kid's name, but Zero just pulled that ball off that tight end's face mask and said, "It's over." 
I'm done with it. I'm not having <laughs> it anymore. This game has ended right now. Like, uh, like, that, like out of college football this year, just based on the rankings and the profile of teams and the significance of the game with Michigan and Michigan State, right. that was just one to watch. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a really good game. Um, happy that I called Michigan State in that one. Uh, speaking of other things, other upset related things, uh, Bacchus, Houston put up a forty four rack on SMU, came oh, away with a dub. It, it, it took the last thirty seconds for it to happen, but I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> uh, and then I. It escapes me, but Tony, what was your upset? It was Wisconsin over Iowa. Oh, Wisconsin oh, yeah. dominated Iowa. In absolute route. Iowa has been fully and completely exposed. It's over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we might not be the best NFL pickers, but uh, if you guys are looking for college bets, the DJs sweep Ride. the floor <laughs> on upsets. Ride with the boys. I'm pretty sure we've got we've dropped one like the last three weeks. Yeah, it was my uh, was my Purdue pick because I don't know something happened to Wisconsin. I guess and they started to win games. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I'm fairly certain as far as like consequential games from last week. I mean Iowa State got upset, but like who cares? Uh, that's not really an upset. Yeah, it's not. Think. It's not. Yeah. Uh, K- Kentucky got upset. They lost yeah. 31-17 to Mississippi State. It looked um, bad also, the entire time. The, look, the Demon Deacons are undefeated mm. still. <laughs> they are. I, I got one more game to talk about. Uh, this team doesn't matter. They're at 500 now. Uh, but Miami, uh, Manny Diaz might have saved his job based on De'Aaron King getting injured and him having to start Tyler Van Dyke at quarterback. Dude looked electric and beat uh, Kenny Pickett in the Pittsburgh Panthers. And Kenny Pickett was one of those outside contenders for Heisman at the time. So, it, it was a fun game to watch. I don't know. Uh, I forget what time it came on. People were probably watching Michigan-Michigan State during that time. But yeah, I probably. caught the fourth quarter, and just a little bit that I caught was very fun to watch. Yeah, um... Yeah, Pitt's a pretty good team, honestly. Uh, their record kind of doesn't yeah. show it, but they are they're a good team. Uh, but looking ahead, we'll talk upsets in a second here. Got a good game out of uh, in College Station, uh, thirteen traveling to play fourteen. Auburn, Texas A and M, um, should be a pretty good. I think those teams are honestly pretty evenly matched. Um, so unfortunately, I, I, I think Auburn is a little bit like sneaky good, even over that thirteen yeah. ranking. Something, yeah, something happened to Bo Nix, and uh, he, he kind of got benched. He got benched after the Georgia State. Yeah, game. he reinvigorated Durant, himself. Uh, College Station is a real tough place to play. Uh, I, you know, you have to say because it it's College Station, uh, but also because I'm an Alabama fan and Alabama lost there. I don't know. I will be watching this game uh, very attentively. Um, it's definitely the best matchup of the week. Yeah, it's, it's the watch. only ranked matchup, I think. Yeah, it's it's the only one between two ranked teams. Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, nobody else has really got a tough one this week. Uh, Sooners are on a bye. Michigan's playing Indiana. Bama's playing LSU. I don't think LSU has a shot. In I hell. I'm telling you, Oregon and Washington is going to be one to keep an eye on. I'm I'm not calling it an upset. Watch watch for UNC to ups, to beat Wake Forest. I'm not calling that my yeah. official upset. But I'm not going to no, call that so either. That, that's but where I, I was am thinking with Oregon that. and Washington. Yeah. It's like these are bitter rivals. And Washington isn't bad, and Oregon isn't great. Yeah, I think, it's a I game think to watch. It's a game to watch for sure. I think UNC definitely could get it done. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess moving past that, um, let's talk some upsets. Tony, okay, uh, what you got? So, this week, um, I got West Virginia over Oklahoma State. Uh, Ooh. I know Oklahoma State is a very impressive record, while West Virginia is not. I have just not been too impressed out of what I've seen out of this number 11 Oklahoma State. Uh, Prior to last week, all of their wins have been by pretty much one one score. Yes, and so, um, like, at home, I'm going to take my upset this week at West Virginia over Oklahoma State. All right. I like it. Uh, it's a Big Twelve game, so it could always go either way. Uh, Bacchus, I, I had two, but uh, I think I'm gonna stick with the SEC on this one. Uh, Arkansas to beat Mississippi State. Uh, Will Rogers is a good QB, and he's really working in that Mike Leach uh, air raid system. But Arkansas is kind of on a skid after their loss to Georgia. Uh, but I think they're gonna get right. They're they're gonna play like they were playing earlier this season, and upset the number seventeen team in the country. All right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah. So one that uh I was I was toying with the idea of uh it being my upset for the week, um, and that was which I think is a a big big trap game. Uh, for the Michigan State Spartans against Purdue, I think that's a dangerous game for them. We'll see how it shakes out. That was something I was looking at as well. Yeah, yeah. Does um, Purdue do it a, again? I think that's a that's a scary one for them. Um, but I'm gonna go super strange. Uh, I don't feel good about this, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Liberty to take down Ole Miss. Mm. Okay, all right, uh, that's something. That, that, that's uh, yeah. a pick. I I don't know. I'm just I'm, I, I'm feeling it. I'm not, I wasn't feel. I thought I was feeling good about the Purdue Michigan these State. These dudes got to be in their doors like, by nine. Yeah, like they get good night sleep, dude. And they got <laughs> you know they got a lot of pent up testosterone. If you if you if you're picking up what I'm putting down, Liberty, a a, a big religious school. I I so, uh, <laughs> I completely agree with you on on this one. Yeah. So uh, that that was something I was willing to take. Uh, it was probably my third pick. Second would have been Washington yeah. over Oregon. Yeah. All right. So those are going to be our upsets for this week. If uh, history is any indicator, knock on wood, uh, you know, a couple of you those might hit. But I'll, I'll, yeah, like uh, <laughs> NFL, don't take our word for it. But we have been. Actually, uh, if you picked against me and Tony 
and put like a hundred dollars on every game, you'd probably be rich as fuck by now. Oh, like, for <laughs> sure. But uh, we have been dog machines in college football. Yeah. So, uh, all right, something we haven't talked about, but uh, it is one hundred percent legal and in in good taste to talk about it at this point, considering it's November. Bacchus. Bacchus. What's number up? one Heisman number one Heisman candidate right now. And a dark horse. Give guys, me number one Heisman and a dark horse. You guys are not gonna like this. You guys are not gonna like this pick. Uh and it's not because it is both because I think he's playing well, uh, and I think the media is going to like him because of where he plays, and because the people that I thought were good kind of falling off. It's it's Bryce Young. This week it's okay. Bryce Young. Uh, not where, not where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, I will say that. Um, can it, so can I, your, can I tell you my dark horse and who I really want it to be? Yeah, yeah. So that's your, that's your, uh, your, that's your safe bet. Yeah. And now, now give me your dark horse. Kenneth Walker the third, the running back from Michigan State. Dude is a dog. I I love a it. Dude. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, He's he's also my he's also my dark horse. Like I would love to see it. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but um, I think they definitely if they went out, he's definitely got a really good shot. Um, he'll at least be a finalist if they went out for sure. Um, but as far as my actually, you know what? I would like him to be my dark horse, but I'll take a I'll take a different route. Um, and I'll go in some weird twist of fate. Uh, if everything pans out, Dark Horse, Desmond Ritter, quarterback, Cincinnati Bearcats. Would love to see it. Okay. Don't think it's going to happen, but he's the darkest of horses. Um, um, it's my turn. And I'm well, going to take I gotta... a darker horse. <laughs> Bonix. And this may be <laughs> a Bonix, bit biased, <laughs> obviously. But I got Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. 797 yards, 8 touchdowns, averaging 6 yards per rush. That's, um, that's, that's good. That horse is midnight black, dude. That's not a dark horse. Yeah. That's the darkest I, no, horse. I'm, this dude, he's going to compete. Uh, this is probably the best uh, Heisman candidate we've seen out of the Pac-12 since CMC. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think for my safe bet, as much as I like really like this disgusts me on a molecular level to say these words, um, CJ Stroud, Ohio State. He found his he found his groove, you know, he's playing pretty good football, yada yada yada, whatever. He plays at Ohio State. People like Ohio State. Blah. There it is. Media bias. Also, yeah. um, you know, we've seen something rare out of Alabama that we haven't seen in years prior where their quarterbacks are starting to, you know, enter the field of play. You know, we got Mac Jones, we got Tua, so, you know, do we include Bryce Young in this conversation? I mean, you know, Bacchus already did, but yes. He's currently, like, leading the odds, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, He's got a good shot. Um, him and C.J. Stroud probably have the best shot. Yeah. Kenneth Walker is the most realistic dark horse, in my opinion. 
Uh, Desmond Ritter might be a finalist if Cincinnati makes the playoffs, yeah. but I don't think he's going to win it. Which is Unless, it's a shame, dude. He's playing his best football this year. Yeah, I I am excited to see him move up to the NFL um, because he's doing something that like a lot of Power Five quarterbacks don't do or don't have to do, and that he's he's finding ways to win games with not an extremely talented team. Yeah. Um, so I I think it'll be cool to see him in the NFL. Some. Uh, but yeah, um, that's your Heisman watch, and uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it for this week's episode of DJ's Win Championships. Uh, and remember to live, laugh, and love. As always. Mm-hmm.